fact that 90% of NFTs are owned by men and 81% of crypto owned by men, it means that all the investment coming into Web3 is feeding their interests. We need women to come in so that capital can go towards building the things that women care about. NFTs for fashion, travel, family, beauty, health. Welcome to the Sisterhood Club podcast, where we talk all things business, Web3 and NFTs. We're on a mission to educate, elevate, and empower women into the world of Web3. So join us on this journey as we learn together from leading experts. And remember, this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. So please do your own research and enjoy today's episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sisterhood Club podcast. And today we are joined with the amazing Michelle Reeves. Michelle is the co-founder and CEO of Mavion, which has been nominated as the best fashion NFT at NFT New York. Very excited to uh, get into that. She is an incredible entrepreneur, having founded multiple businesses, including Wag Me NFT and Accessory Junkie. She was also one of the founding members of My BFF, which was a hugely successful sold out NFT project. Michelle, I am very excited to have you here today. You are doing so much in this space. We've had an amazing conversation just before we even jumped on uh, and pressed record. So it's going to be an amazing conversation. But before we get into all of the incredible things you're doing at the moment, love to take it um, back a step and learn a bit more about yourself and your journey into the woman that you are today. Oh, well, thank you. I love being here. And of course, we've mentioned before to be on the same time zone is yeah. an actual treat in <laughs> Web3. Uh, so grateful to meet people in my own country. Uh, so uh, look, my journey, I think, is like everyone's. It's so unique. We all have arrived here in various forms. I first got into crypto in 2016. Uh, I wish I could say I was a Bitcoin billionaire. Didn't uh, have that much skin in the game, but I had enough where I was really curious. And back then, you know, if you came across anyone who was in crypto, you know, you were instantly connected because it was a rare sighting uh, to have a, a fellow person in real life in, you know, interested in the space. And so I think just by personally being involved and building a network, I always had my research radar on and trying to figure out how and when this would grow. Uh, during that time, I was building my Web2 company, The Accessory Junkie. And in 2020, uh, my co-founder and I were talking about how can we move this e-commerce model into, you know, what is now known as Web3. Back then, all the way back then in 2020, yeah. Web3 was pretty much just known as gaming. And so we were looking for ways in fashion, how do you scale scarcity? How can we create um, a world of fashion that doesn't rely on mass production to scale? How can we bring in digital assets, wearables, gaming, uh, and things like that? And we realized in early 2020, you know, the, the consumer wasn't there. So we kind of shelved it for a little while. Uh, you know, flash forward a pandemic, our digital lives have changed, and the consumer is ready. Mm -hmm. We have this incredible appetite to, to lean into our digital identities now, and digital fashion is a big part of it. Gaming isn't just for games. It's for how we'll network, create. It's how we'll date. Um, and so NFTs at the forefront of that uh, gave us the ability to uh, build and launch Mavion, which is our Web3 project that just launched this year for fashion NFTs with real utility. I love it. 
And I am so excited. I've looked at Mavion. It looks incredible. I, I want one of these uh, these jumpers. And uh... Oh, yes. Feed me, Eve. I'm always hungry. Oh, starving. Yes, please. Starving. Um, so I'd love to um, go into that. So obviously, so many people are seeing the opportunities now in NFTs. You know, you've got Gary Vay, who just launched VCon, and that was incredible, attached with like VFriends. So like, there's so many amazing like use cases for NFTs. And fashion is one of those industries that does need to be disrupted you know there is far too much waste that comes out like it's a lot of it's unsustainable so I'd love to hear about what you're doing in this space you seem to be very forward-thinking a real visionary in this space so yeah talk to me about Mavion what's the vision Mm -hmm. with that I'd love to hear more Absolutely. Look, last year we saw the rise of NFTs mostly through art, and art is Mm -hmm. fantastic, of course. Um, This year we're seeing more about NFTs as PFPs, which are those profile pictures that everyone's updating their Twitter and their LinkedIn with. Um, But for us, we looked at uh, NFTs as a solution, something to solve the problems of Web2. So we created what's called an an NFT with utility. Um, Mm -hmm. And so what that means is, Yes, it's a great piece of artwork. We have an incredible artist. Her name is Dayoung Kim, and she's a former Project Runway designer. She's a fashion designer, and she brought those illustrations to life in our NFTs because of her beautiful talent. But it's more than just great artwork. Every piece of artwork includes a limited edition accessory. So you might get an earring in yours and I might have a necklace in mine. Mm -hmm. And it's actually based off of a real piece that is made by one of 16 independent designers from nine different countries. They're all limited edition. Some are more rare than others. So maybe your earrings, there's only 50 pairs and maybe my necklace has 23 of them. Um, And so you get that piece uh, as well as the NFT. So you can now wear it in real life. But more than that, this necklace will also be turned into a gaming asset, a digital asset. Mm. And royalties from that kind of collaboration will go back to the independent designer, as well as to you and I, the NFT holder. And those kinds of royalties, uh, they last forever. They're in perpetuity. And they can create generational wealth in ways that were just not possible in Web 2. Mm-hmm. Because for a designer in Web 2, if she or he made 23 necklaces, once they sold, it was time to go back to the studio and make more. Mm-hmm. But here, we can make an endless supply of those digital assets and they can be used and, and shared worldwide instantly. And I think the really, really cool part about this is that beyond just the accessory, We look at all the layers in our artwork. So in that NFT, there's a background, there's hair, makeup, fashion, and accessories. And we are so excited to activate all of those layers so that you're really holding on to a mini retail empire. As that background becomes wallpaper you can buy in Target. And the makeup on your Mavion NFT is now an eyeshadow palette that you can buy at Sephora or department stores around the country. Mm -hmm. And the clothing, and it's here in your real world in retail, and it's there in the metaverse for your avatar and for gaming skins. And all those royalties are going into your pocket for both the designer and the holder. And I think about for women who don't have the luxury of time being compensated for its true value. We know that a woman's time is overused and underpaid. Mm-hmm. The facts alone tell us that as well as, yes. our, as, well as our sleepless nights. Yeah. Um, to have your JPEG go to work for you every mm-hmm. day, I think is just game changing to give women that access to capital that they've never had before. 
Wow, so much to unpack there. What a project. It's <laughs> a lot. It's a lot. But I love how as well you're already, you know, you've been thinking ahead about how you can actually bridge that gap between um, the virtual and the reality as well. Um, I think a lot of concerns can come from people, you know, being a bit scared about what does Web3 mean? You know, they're talking about like the metaverse, like 3D worlds. And do people really want their kids spending all their time, you know, with these um AV heads VR headsets on um and the fact that you're you know sort of bringing it back to to reality in terms of like what purchases can be made and accessing you know opening up a whole untapped financial revenue stream for women huge um and I think like financial freedom is definitely something that we're incredibly passionate about as well so that's just it's such a revolutionary project um, that you're creating there. And in terms of, I know that you guys had recently spent sort of 27 days on the road um, hosting free events for Mavi on World just to educate um, people that are crypto curious and curious about NFTs. And we are incredibly passionate about bringing as many women into this space as we possibly can. And I think it's it's been so male dominated. So to see projects that are coming to life around fashion and lifestyle is really exciting. And I think that you're going to do so much to encourage women to naturally want to come into the space without even knowing that they're going to be in Web3 and in NFTs. Um, I'm curious to find out a little bit more in terms of the education piece that you've been doing from that roadshow. What do you see as the main barriers of entry to women wanting to come into the space and, and how do you feel that you're sort of working towards solving that? Yeah, a great question. I think the first barrier is just relevancy what's relatable right now if you google what is an nft uh your google search results show 17 guys on youtube and there's nothing wrong with those guys they give great explanations but it's through one lens one voice one dimension to one audience you know where are the stories of how others are using explaining activating nfts you know i think across all genders, um, all demographics, we need to hear relatable experiences to understand. And look, women, we invest differently, we create differently, our time is different. We don't have hundreds of hours to grind in Discord to get the alpha to invest in an NFT. Mm -hmm. So how can women get ahead when they are working, studying, being the primary caregiver for a family member if they can't get into Discord, um, let alone most of them don't even know what Discord is yet. Yeah. Um, so it is really important that we find ways to meet women where they are, which right now is in real life and it's Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, so to have the, this roadshow in March, and we're doing another one again in June, um, is I think the game changer and the gateway for women to come in. And we learned a ton actually. Um, so for women to have a safe space where they could ask questions mm -hmm. meant they didn't just timidly ask a few things. They went all in and they didn't just take their first step. They took steps one through 100 and then felt empowered enough to go home, bring back the next day, a friend, a sister-in-law, their teenage daughter, because now they were hungry for more and to, and to share that with somebody else. We also saw on the flip side that a few loud dominant male voices had the power to silence a room of 100 women wow. because those women would then feel insignificant. Mm -hmm. uh, as we heard them tell us, 
I feel stupid. I feel left behind. Obviously, they know what they're speaking about. I don't want to look like an idiot. And that's just not the case at all. And I, and I think this idea of creating a safe space where women just feel welcome and that they are exactly where they should be in coming into the space now, asking the questions they have is imperative to break through these early barriers and get them in. Because once they have the knowledge, it's not hard. It's just not intuitive. No one just happens to know what these acronyms stand for. What is a mint? What is wag me? Wag what me. Is what is gas? Nobody knows this yeah. unless you're told. And then once you know it, you get it and you can connect the dots and then figure out, all right, well, how does how do NFTs apply to my business? Or how should I be investing? And what kind of NFTs are the right ones for me to buy? And the answer is going to be different for every person. Absolutely. I love it. Pam's made so many notes there, so I feel like I know. Honestly, there's just like so much to touch upon, but I do feel the sense of there's such a collaborative and caring community in this space as well. And I genuinely, I love seeing women coming out in support of other women. And I feel as though so far, I feel so supported in the space. Um, I feel really uplifted. I feel encouraged. I feel very safe to say hi. Uh, sorry, that acronym not got a clue tell me you know and I think the beauty of it is it's like it is so new it's so fresh it's going to be ever evolving and no idea is too crazy you know we're talking about a world that is completely untapped here you know if you think something say it out loud and I think the more women come into the space um women tend to come with um, a real like a mission and a drive to make the world a better place and I think the more women that we can actually encourage to come in um, and be a part of the community will only see it being created um, and and have it growing in the direction that we would all feel safe to have our kids um, you know being involved in the uh, being involved in the world of web3. Oh, so there's something really cool about Web3 that didn't exist in Web2, um, and that is in Web2, the biggest marketing budgets would win, but in Web3, it's the best ideas. And so um, you mentioned before about the NFT NYC awards. Something has happened with that list of nominations that has never happened in any industry before. And that is if you look at this long list across all the categories, it's big, big brands like Gucci, Adidas, Nike, but right next to small brands like The Hug, Not Your Bro, Mavion, BFF. And it's because it's about the greatest idea and the communities behind it. I'm going to tell you right now that you know, all those small brands had exactly zero financial backing and zero mm-hmm. marketing dollars to put behind that. It was purely mm-hmm. about creating a community built on missions mm-hmm. that drove people to support that. Mm-hmm. And it is, it's, it's going to be a revolution for others to come into the space and know that they have a chance to mm-hmm. build something with impact. Mm-hmm. I can I can I completely agree and it's just and this is again why it's so important for women to get involved to to be curious I think that's the thing this is what I want to get across just don't don't write it off don't be thinking you know especially with like crypto being in the news recently it's like you know it's, it's all a scam and everything's sort of like you know obviously we're in a bit of a bear market right now which makes people nervous but it's almost seeing like crypto is one thing metaverse another thing nfts is another thing and mm-hmm. I do believe in the future and I love to get your thoughts on this as well is that everything will be tokenized you know that we'll have an NFT 
NFT yes. to exit to enter a concert. We'll have an NFT as a membership card. We'll be going into the gym with our using NFTs. Like there's just so many use cases. So I'd love to sort of get your thoughts and your visions on where you see the future for NFTs and and how you sort of see it's going to be naturally sort of integrated into our lives. Absolutely. Look, it wasn't that long ago, 20 years ago, people said, I'm never not going to want to go into a bank and hand my <laughs> weekly paycheck over to yeah. a bank teller. Yes. And 20 years later, I'm like, I'm never going to go into a <laughs> bank. Um, so that same resistance exists. And mm -hmm. what you're saying is dead on. Everything will be tokenized. And there's two mm -hmm. kinds of NFTs that will play a role in our lives. There's NFTs and there's SBTs. Okay. Mm -hmm. So NFTs, you can create by trade that can be moved around. But an SBT is a soul bound token. Mm -hmm. Soul bound tokens will be used for things like your healthcare, your personal identity, like birth certificates, um, travel visas, education. When mm -hmm. you graduate, the classes you take, mm -hmm. the internships you've had, things that you can't transfer that need to be attached to an individual, mm -hmm. um, they will be SBTs. And your crypto wallet will be your new LinkedIn. Everything that you do or don't have in your crypto wallet, because everyone can see blockchain is transparent. Mm -hmm. They can see what's in your wallet and it will speak volumes about who you are. It's how you'll get jobs. It's how you'll date. Um, it's how you will create all kinds of social clout with the venues and concerts you go to. Go to. Mm -hmm. uh, there is no one part of your life that will not be impacted by mm -hmm. NFTs, whether you know it or not, actually. Yeah. And, and that's on the, the back thing. end, it's mm -hmm. huge. Mm, absolutely. And look, off the back of that, um, Georgie and I, we've, for the past five years, have actually ran a technology recruitment firm. And um, that is a very, very male-dominated world, very male-dominated. And we, we do what we can with our boutique agency to make sure that where possible, we really strive to build up a network of females. We strive to provide diversity in the shortlist that we present to our clients. We, we really are very passionate about encouraging as many women to get into technology as we possibly can. Now, from a, a career standpoint, I can just see that the world of Web3 could really explode um, and give women, you know, the opportunity to come in at an entry point in Web3 um, and maybe pivot in their careers. And just to touch upon what you've mentioned a few times around time, uh, I actually think that technology is a wonderful career where you can work remotely, you can balance mum life, having time for yourself and career. It's tech, uh, careers in technology also offer a higher entry point in terms of salaries for women as well. And it's something that I'm really, I'm really passionate about. And I, I wonder, do, do you have any thoughts on what Web3 could offer in terms of careers for women? And how can we go about sort of encouraging women to sort of look at Web3, not only as a, a space to come to invest in and explore and be a part of a community, but come in, look around and see if there's anywhere, any spot passionate that you feel passionate enough to come in and see it as a career. I have a lot of thoughts about this. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, first of all, I'll just look at my team right here. So Mavion, we have, our team is, there's no two people in the same time zone. Um, our team is in Washington, D.C., Minnesota, California. I'm here in Australia. Um, we've got people that we're working with in the U.K. and some in New York. 
Wow. Nobody's in the same spot. Um, it doesn't matter about the time zone. It matters about the contribution. Web3 never sleeps. There's no such thing as a nine to five. What's on, what's off, a weekend, a weekday, irrelevant. So with the removal of that kind of concept of time and scheduling, it now opens up the availability for women who have maybe stranger hours than the traditional work hours mm -hmm. to contribute because maybe they're schooling children, taking care of family, working, studying in other ways. Um, your Web3 career can be slotted in according to what works for you. Mm -hmm. Second thing, financial compensation is huge. You can decide if you want to dox yourself or not. So doxing is when you make available who you are. Um, and it's not uncommon to decide to not be doxed in Web3 and you've got your avatar or your PFP representing who you are. So it really brings to light the idea of well, what is your value? If nobody knows your real name, but we can see your real contribution, we know that you really exist. We can see your real credentials based on the NFTs in your wallet, the schools you've been to, your previous experiences because of SBTs. Now I can judge you you know, uh, MN463 as <laughs> who you are and what you contribute, um, not if you're male, female, maybe you're 15, maybe you're 85, irrelevant. It's, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a real leveler in thinking about how we compensate people without prejudice because there's nothing to base that on now. I absolutely love that because Pam and I have witnessed firsthand over the past decade that we've been doing tech recruitment that that bias exists. And, you it know, it's, and it's it, conscious, subconscious, it's there. Yes, correct, yeah. exactly. You know, and, and, and I think one thing that I'd love to see the blockchain, you know, address is the whole pen, um, gender pay gap. I think if it could bring awareness to that, because if it's all on the blockchain, you can't hide it. So I really hope in my, my mind, I'm like, oh, come on, you know, that could really solve that problem. But I love like, obviously you, you're so experienced now you've, you know, you're, you're creating this incredible project. You're, you know, you've, you've learned about NFTs back in 2020 before I know even knew they existed. So you're very, you know, a very visionary, but you know, we, we might have a few women listening to this right now who maybe have ambitions to start their own project. And I'd, I'd love to know, you know, your thoughts on how people could get started is I think a lot of women are seeing, you know, it, it's a lot of products being launched and people are making, you know, thousands and millions of dollars. And it's like, you know, obviously like any business that's going to be sustainable long-term, it takes a lot of work and energy and effort. So love to know what your experience has been and also any advice you'd give for people wanting to start their own projects. Yes. Uh, so I think there's a couple of steps to take. Um, the first is we actually have a, a unique advantage in these next 12 months that won't exist ever again. And this early mover advantage where you can be the person that extends your hand and onboards your community into Web3. Um, I kind of use this diaper analogy for it. Um, in the US, both my kids were born in New York City. Um, the diaper brands fight to be the diaper that the hospital will give you when you walk out um, because Pampers and Huggies know that whichever diaper the hospital gives you when you leave is most likely the diaper that you're going to buy for the next two years. Yeah. So think of it this way where you can be that diaper. You are helping <laughs> your audience come in and you will forge the most trusted relationship, the most loyal connection 
to your core community in being that advocate to offer a, a friendly hand, a friendly voice to educate and empower in a space that they feel very unsure about. So that early mover advantage is step number one. Go and help others. Give them first. Always give them something before you ever ask for anything in return. Mm-hmm. Um, second thing is to meet them where they are. You know, are they in your DMs and Instagram? Um, web three is Twitter and Discord, but most people are still in Web two. So go where they are in real life events, Instagram, maybe it's even Facebook, and and, and meet up where they feel most comfortable, and then show the way, build the bridge into Web three on terms that they feel comfortable with. Uh, once they're there, once you've got them, that's when the real heavy lifting begins uh, to share your story. Why do you exist? Why does your NFT need to be here? What problem are you solving and how are you adding value for your NFT holders tomorrow, in six months and in a hundred years? Because it's not any, it's not about just great artwork anymore. Unless you're an artist and you're doing one of ones, that's totally separate. But NFTs must have a roadmap that show utility and value that will be added on through, throughout the, the course of your whole NFT's life. You know, what's going to keep that value, the floor price, um, the trading interest high, articulate that. And I'd say the, the final piece is the story. You have three parts to your story, your pre-launch, your launch, and your post-launch story. So pre-launch, that's when you're doing this education and making Web3 feel accessible and interesting and relevant. Your launch, that is when you are showing people just how easy it is to mint, to come on board, and how good it feels to be a part of this community that you've brought together. And your post-launch, that happens after you've sold out of your NFTs, and now it's the, the, the delivery. You've got to do what you said you would do. Is there a product that goes with it? Is there technology that has to be built? Are there, is there content, contests, meetups? Um, what is it that makes the holders feel like they're getting the value for why they joined in the first place and just constantly over-delivering? Um, I, I can't say it loudly enough, but it's all about what you give. To succeed in Web3, it's not about what you get. It's about what you can give. So give, give, give everything. And that is what builds success long-term for your project. I love that. That's the, And that's the Web3 model as opposed to the Web2 model. It's very mm-hmm. community-led as opposed to just like, you know, mm-hmm. the founders getting all of the glory. Mm-hmm. It's very much led by the community. And, you know, you've, you've obviously, you've been a very early adopter of this. It, curious, like any sort of like lessons, mistakes, if you could go back in time and start all over again, would you change anything or anything that you think, yeah, maybe I would have done that slightly differently? Uh, So I'd say two things to really keep in mind are milestones that matter to you. Don't get caught up in this hype train that you need to sell out overnight, uh, mint out quickly. Uh, Don't judge your success based on what another project is doing, the parties they're throwing. Um, It's really easy to fake that kind of success. You need to build something that has a really thick and strong foundation to it. So The milestones that matter to you are the milestones you should focus your time and attention on, put your resources Mm -hmm. towards those and do not get distracted. Um, I'd say the second thing is to really think about your community. Um, Don't take the shortcuts in these early days to just get a a huge number. I've, I've spoken to a number of 
successful quote unquote NFTs who have sold out. Um, they've got 10,000 NFTs they've launched. They've got 5,000 members, but they're the wrong members. And now they're spending all their time trying to clean house to get the right people in because it's the wrong community culture. Mm-hmm. They're fudding. Fudding is when you create this fear and disruption um, and fear and doubt in a project mm-hmm. and have been there in the first place. I remember like, again, it was Gary that said, you know, we've kind of gone past the days where it's just about the art and now it's going to be about the utility and the art second. So I think anybody who's looking to build a project, it is focusing what utility, what value, and then you know, how are you going to keep on driving this business forward? I think like we, we maybe we've entered it with a bit of a short term mindset of like, let's just launch and see what happens and let's just get anyone, everyone into our project. And like you just said, then it's a really important point you just made. If you have the right people in that project from day one they're just going to flip and your floor price is going to drop right off into nothing and then do you have a sustainable business so I think it's all about making sure that people are you know pulling out the right marketing messages and getting the right people into their business from day one but for those listeners now that are just loving everything you've got to say and you know they just want to get involved in your community and learn more about yourself and everything like where should they go? What other things are you working on? And yeah, I'd love to sort of learn more about what's next. Absolutely. Uh, so first up, I mean, if you're not in Web3 already, then we are, of course, in Instagram. So at Mavion World, come follow us there. Um, and if you're ready to take the dive into Discord, uh, please do so. We have an amazing team. And I will tell you that the community is very happy to help hold your hand and explain a how to even use discord once you're there um and b what to do next you know how to get how to mint an nft how to buy nfts how to sell nfts um it's a very collaborative mostly female audience there uh we are going to be in new york june 20th to 24th for nft nyc and we are doing our next roadshow so five days of non-stop events with Incredible female innovators, uh, the blue chips of NFTs from BFF, The Hug, um, some other Australian founders will be there also from someplace uh, who we love. They're based in Sydney. Uh, We've got Randy Zuckerberg, fashion designers like Rebecca Minkoff coming. And it's just a place where you can come for workshops, panels, Mm -hmm. and of course, I mean, cocktail parties and Navi on older events. We've got to have merch and treats and all the fun stuff too. So we are really looking forward to the, the in real life moment because we have so many members from Mavion coming in from Europe, some from Africa, Asia, and we can all be together for the first time. Amazing. Oh I love it. And that just, uh, Pam and I are dying to get to New York. We're just like, right, next year, Pam's actually pregnant. So it's just a bit of, uh, we're just going to obviously not be flying out on a plane just yeah. in case she goes into labor uh, uh, mid-flight. I, I really connected with your um, with your diaper analogy. I was thinking so interesting because I'm, I went shopping the other day and I picked up the, a massive box of Huggies. And I thought, Ooh. right, that was the brand I got given with my first child. And I have not deviated from it since. So yeah, I connected with that analogy. I love that one. <laughs> <laughs> and so true. Well, congratulations to you as well. I feel like Web3 is the perfect place, particularly for moms, yes. because you don't have a regular schedule anymore, as you well, already know. Yeah, correct. Absolutely. So I'm looking forward to having like people to chat with in the community at 3 a.m. Yeah. It'll be great. <laughs> We're all here. Well, 
<laughs> Michelle, it's been an absolute honor. And, you know, we'll stay in touch because I think you are. Now the fact that I know that you live in Brisbane as well, I mean, you know, we'll just 100%, we've got to meet up. And and let's perhaps even talk about maybe running an in real life event in Australia. I do I do want to see Australia rise. I don't want it to be all in America. So I would love to see some more Aussie, Aussie women, you know, creating some projects and really supporting, you know, local businesses, local projects as well. So I'd really, really like to connect as many Australian female founders as possible. So, but it's been absolute joy. We'll put all of the links um, in the show notes. And thank you so much again for giving up your time to be here today. My pleasure. And thank you so much for widening that circle for women. This is truly so essential. You know, I think I'll end with just one stat that I think kind of gives a little gravity, the fact that 90% of NFTs are owned by men and 81% of crypto owned by men. It means that all the investment coming into Web3 is feeding their interests. Mm -hmm. We need women to come in so that capital can go towards building the things that women care about. NFTs for fashion, travel, family, beauty, health, Mm -hmm. uh, that Mm -hmm. they are coming. Let's give them a little push. So thank you for having me. Thank you so much. And that what a beautiful note to, to leave on. I just want to thank all of our listeners for listening to today's podcast. I hope that you enjoyed it as much as Pam and I did. And we'll see you on the next one. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope that you enjoyed it. And if you did, please give a little share on your social. And if you have time, please leave a review. And I hope to see you next time. Take care.